0: Last year, I had a very unique opportunity to go to uh, Bulgaria and uh, visit the wonderful country there and also Greece, uh, just south of there. And it was a privilege in a lot of ways, uh, first of all, that you guys let me go, uh, but also uh, that uh, I was able to go and uh, uh, to visit uh, with the mission, uh, a church that we have been supporting for several years. Um, Whenever you give financially, uh, much of that is uh, is spent, all of that is spent toward kingdom work, but part of that is spent in going way outside of ourselves in other parts of the world. And it's great for us to, to have some exposure to what is going on, not only in our uh, community and in our world, but but far beyond that in places where folks uh, that we have never met uh, speak a language that we have never spoken and live under uh, div- very difficult situations. And you know, we are very blessed in our country to have a great freedom to, uh, uh, to worship and uh, to uh, gather freely, and the uh, same is true in Bulgaria. Uh, for many years, they lived under communism, but uh, then that was broken down, and, and now they have the freedom to do that, and we are blessed to have a church that we uh, partner with and have for several years in the town of Troyan, uh, Bulgaria, and so when I went there, I was able to not only see that church, to see the impact that we've been having, but to meet uh, their minister as well and I was really excited when uh, I heard that uh, uh, Mero and his son Nicky would be coming to share with us for a few days and excited that he has a chance to share with you and to talk about what God is doing in Bulgaria. So uh, uh, I wanted to introduce, I, I said, uh, uh, how shall I introduce you? He said just first name only. Uh, last name's a little more complicated than, uh, than I could probably get out uh, but uh, Mero uh, from Troyan Assembly of God Church uh, in Troyan And not only have I got a chance just to share with him and and to meet him, but uh, this past week we got a chance to be together. Most of the week uh, we went to a a minister's conference, and uh, this guy's a real deal, and we're really honored to have him come and share. Would you give him a good welcome? Miro come at this time.
1: Thank you, sir. Good morning. morning. It's, I have to say, it's great joy and privilege and honor uh, for me and my son uh, to be here, this visit was really great and still is and i'm I'm grateful that I could be could be here. so thank you for the invite and for allowing me allowing me to to be here and, and share this mor- morning with you. right before we get into the scripture, there is uh, something i I must say probably this is the one thing I can cannot be more proud of in in this world. And this is my family, and I hope we have this picture. This is my family. All of it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, On my left side, this is my wife. Uh, Just in case you you cannot recognize it, sometimes I get questions. Is this your oldest daughter? Uh, daughter? Sorry. No, it's not. And I won't trade it for, for nothing. So uh, just in case if if you happen to to believe or to see that there is something that God is really doing in my wife and through my wife, please say a prayer for this wonderful lady. All you get here from me is because of her. Without her, I'm I'm nothing and and i and i know people at uh, churches usually say jesus it's all we need but here i am and <laughs> i got i got jesus and he gave me the, this wonderful gift and now i i talk for my wife and my my children which are really great okay thank you so let's let's get to the scripture jeremiah chapter 29 and with God, God's help this morning, I want to share a few thoughts with you on the subject of God's plan for, for your life. Jeremiah 29, verses from 4 to 13. Let me read it for you. This is what the Word Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the world for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying wise to you in my name. I have not sent them, declared the Lord. This is what the Lord says. says. When 70 years are completed, For Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. We know from the Bible, I'll I'll give you now a a little bit of background of the story. We know from the Bible that Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He's been called to serve God as a young man. He's been raised in in the house and in the family of a priest. Therefore, I think he he might be told that he will become priest too. And this is part of the picture that's important. And later on, you will understand why I start from here. We know also that the, the task of a prophet was always demanding. So probably that was not an easy thing for Jeremiah to decide to receive the call that God has had for, for, for him. He, he will be been thinking that uh, he will become a priest, as, as I already said, and we would know that being a priest is uh, a bit easier than being a prophet, just because it's, it's more predictable. You observe ceremonies, you taking care for the sanctuary, you teach, you pray for the needy, uh, and a few other things that priests would usually do. On the other hand, the ministry of the prophet is more challenging. You would never know what the God will call you to tomorrow. You would never know what you will have to say or to do. You will get in your bed in the evening and in the morning, you have probably complete different story of your your wife. Therefore, I I usually say that we can also see Jeremiah as somebody who, at a certain time of his wife, hesitated a lot he, when he had to decide either he will follow the call of God or he will follow his own idea of his his wife. The job of the priest is primarily concerned with the past. The job of the prophet is to change the present so that the nation will have the future. And yet, God had called Jeremiah to be a prophet. When a prophet sees that people go in different directions, it's the job of the prophet to speak. And to help them, teach them the right direction. In other words, to call them for repentance. Let's ask the question. Who would would like a job like this? It's pretty challenging, right? So, perhaps Jeremiah had a choice. Following the family lineage and try to get... In, in something that he's already familiar with, or to follow, follow the, the call of God for him. He would have said, I want to be a priest. That's, that's, that's easier. I don't want to deal with these people. They are not that good I thought they, they could be. Uh, nobody there would listen to me. Challenging, isn't it? So, today we can see the Jeremiah was uh, also a reluctant prophet, not only weep, weeping, yes, we know he, he was brave enough to get into it, but he hesitated a lot, as we do. And probably some of you are there now. And if, if there is somebody who has been there and you know what I'm talking about, you would understand Jeremiah better. Let me ask you a few questions. We already saw this. There is God's plan, God's plan for us, and there is our plan. So the first question is, what's the biggest thing you, you have ever planned for your life? I know you all have dreams. Sometimes I meet people with no dreams, and it's, it's terrible. I see your faces, I know you have dreams. You have plans, you dream a lot, you dream big, and I encourage you, keep on. This is what the Bible encourages us. If we believe, we have to dream big. Next question, how do you feel when everything goes as planned? Pretty excited, right? You can feel some joy, some encouragement. Things go easy, you can see, you can see further, and it's it's good. We all want to be there, correct? Are you with me this morning? We all want to be there, but next question. How do you feel when things don't go as planned? I got to be honest with you, I'm a person that uh, loves planning, and I love when wants go well, even when I'm on a vacation. When we go on a vacation, I want, I want it to be planned. And the main thing of this plan is, do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, if somebody tries to change my mind, it makes my vacation a disaster. <laughs> Again, How do you feel when what you see is not what you believe? It's not what you have planned. And the final question is, what role does God have in your plans? What role does God have in your plans? When you plan something, something, where God is in this, in that mix? Sometimes, listen, sometimes we, we would exclude God from our plans just because when He steps in, He comes with the truth. And we sow off our version of the truth, the way how we understand it. And we work hard to make our way to apply the truth in our life but when God comes in, it might be different. When it comes to God's plan for your wife, I truly believe there is only one version of it. It's plan A. If you happen to talk about plans B, C, D, and so on, these are our plans. God has, will always come with plan A. This is is what He really wants for us. But let's get back to to the story. That was the time when God brings judgment over the people of Judea. Hard time. And this will probably somehow get the story a little bit closer to many of us this morning. We live in hard times. And the wife today, it's, it's not easy, and I don't see it get, getting any easier. But God brings judgment over this, these people, or the, the nation, and there is a certain reason for, for that. Because of their unfaithfulness, Jerusalem is destroyed. Although they had a prophet in their, in their land, they did not want to listen to him. The Babylonians have taken Jerusalem, they have taken in captivity thousands back to, the, to to Babylon. There were many probably saying, this is not supposed to happen to us. We are God's people. So they taught the, the lesson. Sometimes things are not as we want them to be. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. The judgment of God is falling upon you, Judea. That was the message from the prophet. And there is reason for that. And Jeremiah told them the truth. See, God himself steps in the life of these people and he comes with the the truth. Because of their unfaithfulness. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 18, your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment, how bitter it is, how it pierces to the heart. In other words, you worked for this. You had the truth before also, you, you didn't listen. So this is what you deserve. This is what you get now, just because you didn't listen. This is a hard message that the prophet had to deliver. Again, we see the challenge of being a prophet. We see what Jeremiah himself had to, had to go through. And we now see that this is not the, only the story of a prophet. This is also the story of many other people. Because we know that there are, were different kinds of people in, in the story. Um, there is a judgment coming, but God his, uh, still has the final word because He still has a plan. And now is the time when I have to, say, to add this to the statement that His plan is also perfect. Amen. There were uh, people with no hope there. People that have lost everything but their lives. They They lost their freedom, their families, there was their jobs, there was their friends, and you know, there is no hope in it. There were also people with false hope. It, it happens that we know the, that there were false prophets around. The, these people that I call people with false hope were those who had put their hope and belief in everything else, but in God. Yeah. There were people that uh, have put their hope in money, even in their family first, <coughs> in the material things, so many other things. But there were people also with true hope. And let me tell you what I believe when it comes to the true hope. True hope is based on the revealed Word of God. So, this is the truth that comes in in, in our life when God comes in. True hope is, re- is based on the revealed Word of God. When God reveals His Word, although it may be hard, we are responsible to receive it because it provides true hope. So, if you if want more hope for your life, Keep the Word of God always with you, in your heart, in your mind. Do whatever you can do with it. Keep it. Believe it. Live it. This is what would be usually uh, bring true hope to us. It's our choice. The, the Word of God eventually comes. And we have to decide either to receive it or reject it. And there is no room for the man with the message to be blamed. No way. Not, not, not anymore. In every situation of your life, you have the responsibility to, responsibility to seek the face of God, to pray, and to ask God to fulfill His perfect plan for your life. This is how it, it works. The the reality shows, again, there is God's plan and your plan. You decide. It's up to you. Always. Every day. There are so many things that are not happening through the people of God because they they do not endure submitting their wives for God's plan for them. And that's the simple truth. Jonah... If if you remember the story, Jonah had his own plan for his wife, and he decided to run from God like anybody can run from him. But he decided and he did it, and when somebody runs from God, things will go down. The Scripture says he went down to Joppa, then he went down under the deck. Of the ship then he got swallowed by a big fish got down in the belly of the fish and down in the sea this is how it works always if you try this is what we will get so i i'm pretty sure we don't have choice you can cannot outrun god you cannot hide from his his face You you have choice, so make it wise. Make it wise. Um, If you do it now, if you surrender, if you trust him, ten years later you'll be grateful. You'll look back and say, "I won, I won, I I I did I did it." Because if there is something God is calling you to do, do it. There is prob- probably one thing I, I really want to be known of. I usually brag with my family. I can tell stories. I can encourage people and I can show how, how God works in my life. But there is this one thing. I want people to look at me and, and see that there is a message that comes out from my life because I believe God is writing a book and I I say it in in another way, like uh, God is writing a song out from my life and here is the main part of it. If God called you to do something, just do it. Just do it. I already said this is a story of a prophet, but this is also a story of many other people. No hope, false hope, true hope. And probably all of us could find our place in in the story. So to the end of my message this morning, I want to give you some tips out of this, this story that would answer a certain question. What you do when you are in a difficult time of your life? What you do when you are in a time like you are in Babylon? You you have problems when your boss is is acting like the devil himself, (laughs) your colleagues, classmates, probably some fellow Christians, when you are Usually in, in a room full of people with these uh, liberal mindsets coming out all the time with some really crazy ideas about life and how we could deal with it. It, it gets hard, isn't it? So what, what to do? And I think that there, there were things that Jeremiah told to the people they should do. We could use this morning and this is what I'm about to give you. Number one, make the best of everything. Make the best of everything. Verses 5 and 6, again, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Make the best of every opportunity you have because... They are most likely given to you from God. If you have a job, thank for it. It might not be the one you like, but still be grateful. Thank God you have the capacity to have influence where you are at. Sure, it is not the perfect circumstances for you, but God has put you there, so make the best of it. This is what Jeremiah told these people. While you are in Babylon, make the best of every opportunity you have. Number two, pray where you are at. Ask the Lord to bless your surroundings. Verse seven, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the world for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. We are responsible to pray for our town, our country, our uh, neighborhood, our nation, our president. Regardless of what you think of them, regardless of, of what they did to you, pray. Pray. God expects you to pray for the peace of your town, your neighborhood, your company, your family, your home. This is His plan for you. Number three, be aware of wrong voices. Be careful of the people you allow to speak in your life. Yes, verses 8 and 9. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you to deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying wise to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the word. Today, there are false prophets. It's more easier today than ever for the people to to say, the word told me. And there are many that will approach you with no shame, would not hesitate. And ask you to do things because the word have told them. Yeah. So I, I I truly believe God speaks. God speaks to everybody. Yeah. So if there's somebody coming and saying God told me, pray. Yeah. Pray, he could do it for you also. That's that, that's easy. That, that's how it it works to to, to today. Number four, keep. Hopeful about God's plan. Keep hopeful about God's God's plan. What you are going through might be your Babylon. Sickness, financial crisis, a child that is not where you want it to be, that that may be your Babylon. This might not be the best scenario for you, but never doubt in God's perfect plan for for your, your, your life for God's good intentions for you. God still has a good plan for your life. This is what the word says 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 verses 10 and 11. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the word, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Number five, above all things, seek God. Make the best of everything. Pray where you're at. Be aware of wrong voices. Keep hopeful about God's plan. And above all things, seek God. While while we are going through the difficult situation in your life, while you are struggling and when you have to make decisions, Seek God, seek God. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. See, God accomplished really great things in this very time of struggle and trials for the people of Israel. If you you, uh, read the story, If you go through the Bible, you will meet people like Daniel and his three friends. They lived and served and worked in this this time. They became the greatest administrators of the country of Babylon. Uh, As a matter of fact, Daniel himself became the ruler of the country. Uh, The king of of the nation, the Babylonians, came to know God through the wife of these young people. Some of the books we have in our Bible today were written in these times. Therefore, for I say to you, whatever you, you are going through, be sure God is writing a book in you. A book that somebody else would read, and this is how he will get to know the God you believe in. Yeah. God has a perfect plan for our life. Yeah. Trials are to make you better, not bitter. Yeah. The difficulty you are in will work out something better out of your life. So, the Jeremiah told people, sit there, and settle down. Put God first in your life. Get closer to Him. Be good in what you are doing. And build your wife on a proper fo- foundation. Seek the peace of the city where you are at. Be aware of what you are feeding yourself with. Keep hoping God and seek His face. Because God has a perfect form for you. Once again, and I, fi- I finish. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. When your world is upside down, when your world, your wife is in pieces, God works for you. And something good will come up out of it. Amen. Would you bow your head down for a quick short time of prayer for me. And this is, this is where I have to say stop be so desperate because now is the time what you do when what you have planned is not working probably there is one thing left now see God seek the cross. Seek Jesus. You need him in your life. He will change it. This is the only way your world to come together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this very moment. I thank you for the ministry of your spirit in this place. That you are the one who draws these people closer to you now. Help them. Surrender. Remain faithful. Embrace your plan for their life. Be bold to follow it for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.